Hey guys, and welcome to episode 249 of The Startup Diary. <laughs> I am with my beautiful spectacle-wearing co-host Adam Callow. You know I'm a little bit tired when I've got the glasses mm, on. I've had mm, them on for two weeks straight. How much should you be wearing those all the time? Legally to drive. So every time I've been in the car <laughs> with you when there's been no glasses on. Yeah, legally to drive, but uh, or when I'm just feeling a little bit tired. So, so far this morning, I've had a Red Bull, but I don't really get a pick-me-up off Red Bull. They're no good. You need a coffee. You know what? I'm actually making a move. It's great, great that you brought this up, actually. I'm making a move over to green tea. Mm. As in, first, first, first of all, coffee in the morning because otherwise I won't be able to drive to work. Okay. Um, so I'm not saying no to coffee, but because of the amount of hot beverages that get consumed in this office, I, like, I'm finding that the caffeine is actually bringing me down more than it's picking me up. So like I'll get like a thirty minute burst of energy from it, like woo, caffeine. Two hours. But then poof, I'm crashing, and then I find that I'm just on that loop of needing more coffee just to get me back to zero. That's my life. So yeah, it's a it's a slippery slope. Um, so <laughs> sliding down. <laughs> Wee. Um, so yeah, I'm moving over to green tea. It's been it, we're on day three. No, that's not appealing to me at all. I don't understand why. Is there caffeine in green tea? Yeah, helps weight loss as well. Get me on that. <laughs> Inject it. It's cheaper than the two gym subscriptions I've got going on. Um, <laughs> you can that's... buy out Twinings for that. Uh, Harry, what are we doing on today's show? So today, normally Fridays, it's three topics, one decision, 15 to 20 minutes of sheer banterious, banterlicious. Banterlicious, bantosaurus rex. Bantosaurus rex, bantam of the opera. Uh, but we've been flat out last week um, as I'm derobing. Question, what actually happened on last Friday's show? So last Friday, <laughs> that is a great question. Let me consult my notes because we are... Su- cohort analysis was oh, this the topic was a follow-up of discussion. question that we put yep. in the bank just yep. in case. Yep, so if we're ever not going to be able to make a midweek recording session like we couldn't last week, we do have a few in the bank to fill in on Fridays. So is that what we're going to talk about? The reason we couldn't get on the mics at yeah. all last week? Yeah, I mean, let's just go kind of through the week, Monday to Friday. It started as, off on as Sunday. As normal people do. It started on Sunday, yeah. didn't it? So we cruised on up to good old Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, love that place. Um, for a conference. Yep. MBG conference, which was wild. Uh, busy, wild. Shall I give some context to what the MBG is? 100%, please do. So... We work in the construction sector, so there's two different types of shops in the sector for yep. threes. Is there are national sellers and there are local independent sellers of building products. So if you imagine there's like a plumbing shop, they want to be able to give good prices to their customers, uh, but they only might buy 20 boilers a year. They don't, but it's for easy maths. Mm. So what, what happens is the NBG is called the National Buying Group. So what they do is for the small independent shops, they club all of their buying together. So rather than one shop buying 20 boilers, the 100 shops buy 10,000 boilers, whatever the numbers are. Yep. And then all of a sudden they can get better discounts from suppliers. So we got introduced to them through Jamie. Mm-hmm. And the idea was... Let's know the show. <laughs> the idea was uh, we would go up for the Tuesday. So the day's broken up into two things. There's one, something called their supplier summit, which is where they have all of their suppliers, which are the brands. Um, so think of people that make building products. And then you've got the merchants, the people that sell the building products all in the room at the same time. So they do that on day one. And day two, they have basically a trade show. 
But rather than plumbers and electricians going mm. there, the brands have a stand and the merchants walk around to see what new products there are and they do deals on the day. Yeah, that was, that was really weird <clears throat> to see from my point of view because I'm used to the typical conventions and trade shows that we've attended um, where it's like end user customers. Yep. But this is basically B2B, right? Yep. Um, so it was, a, the, it was the same principle, but the dynamic in the room was a lot different. Um, yeah. There was a... Like you, on first impressions, you would think there's there's a lot less people there, or there's less energy. But obviously, everything that's going on is is more focused around business and making deals and things like that. That it's not like a woo like epic kind of footfall and things like that. Yeah. Once you understood exactly what was going on behind the scenes, um, and that's why you had in the central area was predominantly yeah. just seating, which was like people coming to yeah. the stand and then doing the deals yeah, around exactly. the tables. So our sort of remit there was me and Harry went up. I ran around like a madman with a microphone all day, running over to a brand, talking to them about what's on the stand. Harry would film it, and then he'd film for the first half an hour, and then he'd yeah. and then he'd edit and get it live onto the large screen for the second half an hour. Even, so we had a, even the AV guys were like, "What exactly? <laughs> you, what you doing all that every hour?" I'm like. Yeah, you're right, actually. Why am I doing that? <laughs> well, I um, yeah, we'll get onto that in a second. So I think there's a key learning. But off the back of it, we then got invited to take part in the whole conference. So yeah. we ended up going up on the Sunday, uh, meeting some of the brands. And then on the Monday, um, I gave my I gave like a, my first talk to more than 80 people. So there was 525 people. There was a the lot room. of people in that room. <laughs> I remember going into it and it's like, oh wow, this is a nice, this is a nice big kind of long hall, a lot of seats, like as in like full of seats. Yeah. And, so, and I, I remember turning to you and saying, Adam, is is this going to fill or is this just like just fill the room with seats and then they can sit where they want? And it was jam packed. I had to literally, I had to throw all my gear over a chair at the back of the room so no one would take it because it was and they fault. and they took it in the end. Because obviously I wasn't I wasn't going back to it as frequently, so they thought, okay. oh, this, I'm just going to take his seat. <laughs> so. so very very full room. So I gave a presentation, which was we might drop it onto the show. I'll have a listen to it to see if it's relevant at all. Mm. Um, but the goal was to help independents think about how they use predominantly social and digital. And the title of the talk was "Stay Relevant or Go Out of Business." Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Actually, I haven't really directly asked you, how, how do you think it was received and how do you think it was presented? Uh, presented okay. Um, no, it was good. It was good, really interesting. I could see um, everyone's quite stoic when they just sat there looking at you thinking, who's this young book trying to tell us what to do? Um, but no, I, I, a lot of people had positive things to say. I saw that a, f- a fair few people came up to you. Yep. It was like, were you the, uh, were the guy that did the talk? And there was a lot of handshaking and kind of agreements like that. I think the perspective you've had has been um, has previously kind of got people's backs up and like made people a bit yeah. angst because like it seems like you kind of... Stop trying to change things. Yeah, but I think now because it all seemed to land at the right point in time because obviously everyone's realizing now, hang about, this is probably something we really need to pay attention to. Um, so it was a lot less of a defensive emotion in the crowd. They were all kind of nodding their heads and taking it on board as opposed to seeing it as a criticism. I think the difference of what I tried to in this talk, and again, we, we might end up dropping it on the show, was we tried to give this light at the end of the tunnel. As in, yeah. Yeah. So there, was a, there was a great example in there, which is, so if you look at like, 
national booksellers in the US. So mm. national book chains like Borders, Barnes & Noble going out of business. Um, like Borders had 19,000 employees and went out of business as a result of Amazon popping up. But independent bookstores were going out of business left, right and center. And then the last sort of seven years, they're on a surge in terms of opening shops because they are playing to their strengths. Mm. So what I wanted to do was sort of say, here's the state of affairs right now. Um, but there is a silver lining. There is a case study in terms of this exact thing taking place and you can win as long as you play to your strengths. So that was, a, I think that's the reason that everyone sort of like, again, who are yeah. you? Covered off who I am just to set some context because I did that thing. Uh, who knows me in the room? No one, basically. <laughs> uh, so I did that. It was interesting. So the talk went well and then we had the panel discussion mm. and that was, the talk is interesting for me because 10 slides on the screen. I'm happy to walk the stage. Don't need notes. I'll just deliver. You just do you. I just do me, mate. Um, but the, the panel was interesting because we had six people on a panel discussion uh, and the idea was to raise hard topics. And I thought that was the point that I was going to fucking get everyone's backs up. So I, because mm. I wanted to ask some, what was your views? You said it was a little bit vanilla because you know that, I think you knew that I was holding back on some yeah, of the stuff that I wanted to yeah, address. Yeah, I think vanilla is probably the best way to describe it. I don't think it was bad. Um, but I felt there was probably <clears throat> probably a little bit of <laughs> damage control. I, I don't want I don't want to say dancing around certain topics, but like I felt like there was one. Yeah, no, there was a handbag in the room, and we all went round it. There was one. What dance was, around your handbags? <laughs> oh come on, get another coffee, Daniel. No. Go get um, your green tea. There was a uh, <laughs> like there was literally a, uh, one of the guys up there because the whole thing is a, one of the biggest issues is these guys. Don't, shouldn't be selling direct or or if they do it's going to cause issues yes well one of the people on the panel openly acknowledged that they're already doing that everyone yeah. in the room knows that as well and everyone in the room some of them are probably already doing it as well but that's like a really hot topic yeah and he openly acknowledged it but everyone just kind of yeah. yeah anyway so moving on to this completely different thing and it was uh, so but i understand that Possibly it was because otherwise it would have just become a massive. Like, I had like a remit, like four. Magic. Yeah, I know exactly. And also there was like four core topics we wanted to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah, because so otherwise, otherwise you just get bogged down in that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's hard unless you've got like three hours to really just talk it, it out. out. Yeah, then. Yeah. And I think my 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 job on the day was to make sure that people kept talking mm. on the panel, and the panel sort of took it to where they wanted to. Um, but either way, it was an interesting. It was an interesting job to do. Um, so that's what took us to day one. Day two, then we did the... How, so this is more spotlight on you. So I just basically got to stand in front of a camera mm. and talk to people. Super happy with that. What was your day like? <laughs> so day one for me started at probably 8.30. Okay. And then it finished at about 10, 10-ish, 9.30, Yep. Because um, we went to like a, a meal. Well, drinks and a meal. That's when the technical day one finished, but you had to do a... Oh, yeah. But then that was like... So I thought, I can't stay here and wait to be served dinner. So we went. I went and got some food somewhere else and then went back to the hotel. So from about 10.30, I was editing for something to be on the screen first thing in the morning. So I didn't actually get to sleep till about 3.30 in the morning. And for anyone that knows Harry, that is a very angry... But it, it did get to the point in the morning where I'm like, I need to go to bed because yep. I'm not even sure what I'm looking at on the screen. So you anymore. were doing a basically recap of everything that took place that day, yeah. getting all the files out at 10 o'clock at night and putting an edit together for the screen the next yeah. morning. Yeah, not not envious of you at this point. So next morning, so how was the actual conference? So we had a remit of interview some brands and then get it on the screen on the hour every hour. How are you? 
because the first hour we just had a mare like technical issue um yeah, yeah. it's just frustrating because it's because then yeah there's nothing we could do but luckily we had a spare dongle <laughs> yeah we had a dongle issues but more dongles what's the takeaway from that for you like what are you going to do differently bring next time? more dongles bring more just have backup just dongles, dongles just yeah. backup stuff yeah. because you couldn't transfer it, data between the hard drives and yeah. the machine basically yeah yes just yeah lots of cables lots of dongles yep basically because because each like whatever you're looking at each point of connection for example on a computer whether it's like the power source whether it's the dongle whether it's the cable to the hard drive like all those things one of them can fail so like we I knew it wasn't the hard drive and I knew it wasn't the Mac but somewhere between the two there was an issue I was like I've got a dongle in my room but it was it was weird because it was still working JC said he passed you actually in the hotel and you were looking yeah. very flustered yeah <laughs> yeah so I had to ru- yeah because I had to run to your room <laughs> yep get your dongle um yeah but on that note so the, the re- we actually <clears throat> when we got the brief from the client is they were like we want it on the hour every hour and we're like the risk of that is we end up having to cut really good interviews short and we're having to cram because we basically needed to film within 20 minutes yep. to get it on the hour so there's the, a limited number of film time and we push back on that and we said no no what we're going to do is we're going to do what we can while maintaining the quality of the stuff that goes on the screen and they were adamant weren't they they were like no 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 mm. we just want it on the hour every hour and we half agreed to it when we said listen we'll do what we can what are your thoughts around how that was handled did you think would you change anything in terms of how we did that proposal if like my question is is knowing what we did would you still do it again we could do it again how we did it yeah i think i think execution was fine it yep. all worked but uh, ignoring the uh, technical issues, everything everything did work fine in the end. Once we got back on track, um, the biggest th- the the main issue was is that we needed to produce a a day two highlights. Yep. But all my time was taken on the on the hour every hour thing. Yeah. And that was just basically like when I think if we looked at our notes, surely we should have figured this one out. But it was just a huge oversight Mm -hmm. because all my time was taken up so there's not other content that was being captured on the day so lesson learned overall super successful yeah just need to plan and and really look at I I think one of the biggest things is we possibly need to over um, allocate time so that you can potentially over deliver yeah, so if you think something's going to take you two hours, you're going to say it's going to take you three or four, and then if you can get more stuff done, yeah. you go, oh, by the way, that I got that done quicker, but here's some extra assets I did yeah. for you because we were Because otherwise, if you pretty much bang on how long it's going to take you, which we were, we, 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 what we quoted and what we were able to achieve was pretty much bang yeah, we, on. Yes. But what we didn't realize was there was no give then in the timings. Yeah. Whereas if we'd have said, okay, we can only do one video every hour, Yeah. but then we could... But then that would potentially mean we could get two videos and then we could get all, or at least we could play with time to do some. We could set expectations and, and then yeah. go above and beyond. 100% yeah. agree with that. Um, so we did that and then we stayed up in Liverpool on the Tuesday night and then we went down. So on the Wednesday, we drove back down. Uh, I swung into the wife, saw the wife. <laughs> saw the wa- <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> uh, I had lunch with the wife uh, and then we went, then I, then I went down to Chelsea. Have I told you up in the hotel? No, I got a text, a long text from you telling me you had a mare or something. So here's what happened. So I was, I basically worked from home on Wednesday, back in the office th- 
Thursday, Friday. And we don't see, yeah, I'm but, out of office. But I didn't see you for the rest of the week. So I, I don't actually know. I know where you've been, but I don't really know what, what happened so, for the rest uh, of your okay. week. Okay. So Again, this, film guys, in. if I'm you're listening to this show back. right now, this is just a recap. So I get down to London. Uh, and long story short, I missed the last tube um, to get across to Alex's house. So I'm trying to call him and he's not is answering. This in the evening? This is late. This is one o'clock in the morning okay. at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, can't get hold of Alex and I'm trying to get hold of him and it's like, okay, he's not answering. I was going to stay at his place for four or five hours before going across to Stamford Bridge, which is at Chelsea Football Stadium, uh, which is where the trade show was because Edie was at the trade show Fex on mm-hmm. Wednesday. I was at the Fex stand on Thursday. So I traveled down from Liverpool straight down to London, the joys. Um, then, so Rolls doesn't pick up the phone. So I dropped her a message, no joy. So then what I do is I open up the hotels.com app. I'm like, okay, I'll just find a hotel near me. But I'm trying to book it for then, for like right now, on a room right now. Mm. And it's, but it's not let me book for right now because it's past midnight. It's saying, okay, you can check in after 3 p.m. for that night of that day. Anyway, so I go, okay, I'm going to get myself over to Chelsea and then try and find somewhere close. Yep. Worst case scenario is I'll find somewhere to work and just work through the night. So I go into the Copton Hotel, which is at Stamford Bridge, and there's a gent behind the, uh, the counter. I'm like, hey, bud, how much is a room here tonight? It was like, it starts at 330 quid. This is at Stamford Bridge at Chelsea <laughs> Football Stadium during a trade show, and they only had two rooms left. I was like, I would rather sleep outside. And at this point, I've got my backpack. Would you rather have slept outside? I, I would have worked. I would have just worked through. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep. I'd just find somewhere to sit and work, not outside. So you'll get the story. So... I was like, wow. And at this point, I've got my backpack. I've got roller banner with me. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, ready. I'm just, I'm ready for the trade show. I just wish it was seven hours later. Um, so he's like, oh, okay, feel for you, mate. Let me try and help. I know some local hotels. He's make some phone calls for me. They're not picking up, not picking up. He's like, they'll be in. They're just not picking up the phone. It's just two in the morning. So, yeah, so, so, so he gave me like four spots to go to. So I was like, cool. I said, worst case, can I come back? Because the reception was so warm and I was so appreciative of just a warm, yeah. warm room. By the way, guys, if you think being a fucking founder is always cushy, no, it's not. So I start walking. Uh, so I'm like, one hotel, knocking the door. Is there room at the insert? No, basically. Next one, find, what is it? Travel, is it Travel Lodge? I think it's Travel Lodge. Go in, da-da, have you got any rooms? Yes, sir, what's your booking number? I don't have one, can I make a booking? He goes, no, we don't take walk-ins. Travel Lodge don't take walk-ins. So I was like, you've got rooms here. I will pay you cash. Don't care. Can I have a room? Don't take bookings. You have to call up our head office. They open, the phone line's open again at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, not helpful. What's the next one? Anyway, long story short, walking, I walk back to the Copton and I'm like, I'm just going to work at the reception. There's a nice reception area. It's, it's a very nice hotel. But that guy's gone. And there's a woman there now. And I'm like, cool. The chap that was here before said I can work in. She was like, you can't just sit at reception and work. I was like, who was the guy that was here before? She's like, it's my manager. I was like, perfect. Can you go get your manager for me, please? Not being a dick, but it's like 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Can you get your manager? Because so, I'm going to sit here and get some work done. And then she's like, yep, not a problem. Goes and fetches him. And he comes around the corner and he's like, Mr. Adam, how are you? I'm like, I'm good, thank you. And he turns to the woman by reception and goes, I can't remember her name, I'm just going to call her Joanne. He goes, Joanne, this is Adam. He's part of the BTS group. So can you please apply their discount onto the room? And he goes, um, we forgot to add breakfast, so please make sure breakfast is included on Mr. Adam's account. Wow. So it went from 3.30 to 1.07 for the night. Wow. So it's like, not a problem, 1.07 paid. And as he's walking off, he just gives me that that nod as in like, 
I did you a solid. <laughs> I was just like, thank you. Signed it. Wow. Got four hours sleep in the room. Did that. So that was that night. So then got four or five hours sleep in the room. Um, woke up to do a trade show. So FEX Plumbing and Heating Expo uh, down in Stamford Bridge. So we're on a potentially new client stand. Mm-hmm. When I got to the stand, they were just so complimentary of Edie was there the day before. What they actually said to me is, she did more work than all three of us put together. I'm like, what? <laughs> so we're generating it's funny leads. She does no work in the office. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I don't think she listens to this show. Of course um, she don't. So we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out. A black eye one day. <laughs> uh, so did the trade show, uh, which was interesting. Um, and then off the back of that, Oh yeah, then it doesn't stop there. So I finished the trade show and then I have to hop it from Chelsea across to Dartford. So I stay in Dartford on the oh, night yeah. Yeah. to do Expert Trades Live. So Expert Trades Live is where we get 8, 10, 12, 15, 16 trade professionals in a room and we do sort of masterclass courses. So we've got a booklet. <laughs> booklet? A booklet. Bo- I was a, looking at the booklet. booklet. We've got a booklet uh, to help them. And this was our marketing masterclass. So we teach them about how to use how to position your business, how to do Facebook marketing, how to think about SEO and bits like that. Uh, and then I eventually got myself home at 10 o'clock on the Friday night. Then went and bought a dog on Saturday. It's mm. mental what happened last week when I look mm. back at the calendar. But yeah, in terms of getting on the mics, recording, this was a long episode to tell you why we weren't on the mics. I don't think there's any specific key takeaways apart from it can be a little bit mental doing what we do. Is there anything you want to speak about, Harry? Um, apart from the amazing deal that I negotiated at the Copton Hotel that guy was a legend <laughs> uh, yeah I, th- I think just it's just been busy yeah like it's it's mad how your schedule just fills up and then like the week's just written off and things get things that you're supposed to do don't get done or they do but they get pushed back and yeah the, a couple of things took pla- uh, that I picked up on last week is one all of a sudden we're becoming a brand that Suppliers recognize, as cool. in people coming across to me and saying, can we speak? Let's book a meeting. Like the inbound stuff from trade shows, like NBG inbound, but I was on the stage. I think what I learned from that is, yes, it was a huge amount of time and a commitment to go and do that. But the inbound inquiries I've had and using LinkedIn is something that I've never done I, mm. and I should do. And they're all about LinkedIn. They love LinkedIn. <laughs> so, But I, I, I understand it, but... I've been so working the network that I've got and then the the new clients that we win, we've specifically targeted because we want to work with those brands. We just had a number of inbound inquiries. Like literally, I'm looking at my, look, I'll show you. LinkedIn, open, because a guy off get the back. Right, get right up on that mic, mate. Because a guy off the back of the NBG conference from a company called ForgeFix, pretty sure I can say that on the mics, uh, wants to have a conversation. So he's, he's driving to see me today. And that's the, cool. that's the change in how things have took place. Before it would be, I'd be going to see them to pitch. Mm. And I'm not saying that it's business is done. It's as in like, it's a, it's a closed deal. But it's what we did is position ourselves as an authority on the stage. And because we were clearly knew what we were talking about, it's created some trust that brands say, actually, we want to work with you guys. Yeah, how do you think that... Um as you put a price on, obviously being on the stage talking has a huge amount of value because yep. they they are, do they pay to go to this conference or do they just pay for the rooms or the floor space? No, so the brands and the merchants pay to be members of the NBG. Okay, so but this conference of, is not a, an extra fee for The them. brands can pay to do certain levels of sponsorship. 
Correct. So the sponsors that you saw like on mm-hmm. the backboards and bits like that, they would have paid to do that. Yeah, okay. But, but, the, the, but, but the they're just attending. The merchants that you were speaking to though. Yeah. Um, um, well, yeah. I'm no, it's their conference. It's free for the, yeah, I spoke to them both, but merchants go free. Um, but yeah, sorry, I've kind of derailed my own train of thought there. Um, basically what I mean is like obviously being on the stage and talking instantly gives you a certain amount of status. Yep. Is what's the? I bet you, you, I suppose you just can't put a monetary value on that, and you, not everyone can just get on a stage in yeah. front of five hundred people. Um, how does someone that's not got a stage in front of five hundred people get an equivalent kind of? Thi- Here's your, here. Here's your you see where I'm, I'm, I see where I'm, trying to, I'm thinking out loud and it's very messy but basically obviously by getting in front of those people you you implied higher status like how does someone go how does someone else achieve that in their own let's just say world? I didn't get on stage but I took away the learnings that I took away mm. from MBG but I wasn't on stage here's what I would have done differently and we'll do differently moving forward is we do so much great work internally and we've told everyone we we know it we do so mm. much great work internally but we're the best kept secret in the industry fact um and then when i compare us to other brands out there that are doing similar ish stuff the results that we drive and i've got a physical test taking place right now are just astronomically greater than anyone in our space mm. so let's just say i don't get on the stage the things that i took away is I will then start looking and respecting platforms like LinkedIn, where I will start highlighting case studies about the work that we do. And being, so I would then start to use that as a platform to talk about what we do, not just about the case studies of the work that we do, but to talk about my beliefs and insight to where I think the industry is going. Because I don't need that stage, oddly. What but I, what but I, being in the room and understanding where everyone else's heads are at. Yeah. helps you understand the uh, platforms to 100% and validation for me because getting on stage is one thing getting on stage and getting people to nod their head and say that was good I want some of that is completely different like it was a validation for me and I've got that unfair advantage now is what I what I believe in I put on stage and said this is where it's going guys get on the train or get off but I will be to use a Gary V reference I will be historically correct at this point in time because I've recorded it I've given you a heads up I've given you warning in five years time don't come back and cry about the fact that you're out of business because I told you in that room Mm. so I drove that message home I got the nods in the room and everyone was like yes get this so right now what I'm going to do is just keep reiterating that message across all the platforms I can but not to trades people because we've got verified we've got other stuff Mm -hmm. but I'm going to use stuff like LinkedIn better for me to target people that I want to be in front of. Because on LinkedIn, you can do stuff where I can target, put this. Um, you are, you're the marketing director for an insulation company. We should talk and here is why. Like mm. I can do that and then run that against people that work at Canalf or Celatex. And that's the education piece that I had is actually, as long as I can create a piece of content, three, four, five minute video piece of content, put it in front of them on LinkedIn, get it, get it in front of them enough times, the same thing will take place. As in, the room gave me a, f- just, it sped the cycle up, mm. but I just need to start respecting LinkedIn as a platform to go and do some outbound work. So that was the learning that I took away. So if you don't have a stage, you've got clients, hopefully you've got clients. If you don't, go and find a client, do some great work, and then go and speak about it. Like go and share what you've done. Go and give away your secret sauce. Here's what we did. Because no one, what we turned out, whether it's from Expert Trades Live that happened on the Friday, guys, here's AD marketing, here's AD SEO, do this, do this, do that. And they go, great. Can you do it for us? Like, We're here today to show you mm. so you can do it yourself. I know, but can you just do it for us? And that's whether it's from a £200 a month <laughs> thing to a 5 k a month thing from a client. 
that's the thing that takes place. Just put the value in front of them and then they'll be like, cool, I could do it myself, but we'll hire you. And that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm actually going to start practicing what I preach on the client side compared to just on the trade side because I was even to the point where like, there's no point doing content marketing with these guys because they're, they're so stuck in their ways, they're just going to out of business. But turns out the nods in the room the things that came off the back of it were like, actually, we do want to make some changes. Mm. And that gave me the confidence to now put some time into creating content for it. Cool. I think we'll leave it there. Guys, if you have any questions, you can email them in to questions at startupdiary.club. Just on that note, have you noticed something? Like the, qu- the questions have just like fell off the face of the planet since we changed the email address. Let's have that conversation right now, Harry. Do you agree? I mean... <laughs> You're not logged in, are you? Let me log in first. No, no, no. Like, I, I, I've, I've done the login. Like, it's 10% of the questions. So, guys, the email address is questions at startupdiary.club, C-L-U-B. Just, just as a random one. I don't know. It definitely works, right? It does work. we've had questions. We've had questions, but it's like just, 10% just of the volume. Listeners just have gone sure. up. Questions have gone down. Maybe we're getting better on the show. We're covering off more We're content. just smashing it out of the park. That's the problem. We're rambling you know now. We're, just, we're rambling we're, now. You know when you're just too good sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> Get him off the mics, people. Guys, fire in a question or download the Anchor app. Find the Startup Diary podcast and you can send us a voice question. And hopefully this goes live on Friday. The previous show on Wednesday was a trip down memory lane for me and Harry. They've actually got two fairly rambly shows back to back. Uh, go and have a listen to that. That's what an audio question sounds like. That was from Rob Twells over at Frogspark. Um, what's the face, Harry? Nothing. Just got speaking. I've logged into the uh, the startupdiary.club email account and we've just got a thank you from a listener, Amir, who uh, we answered one of his questions on a previous show. Uh, just to say a huge thank you, that was all. So. Guys, if you want us to change your life and the trajectory that you're on, <laughs> startupdiary.club. Questions at startupdiary.club. <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem. All right, let's go.